It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team, every day of the week. Make sure to watch and subscribe to the show over on YouTube, entering, I think, our sixth week of YouTube so far. Almost 700 subscribers as of this recording. The goal last week is to get to 700. Let's get to 800 by the end of this week as your Carolina Panthers are still active and trying to figure out what they're going to do here in the 2022 season. So make sure to go and watch the show over on YouTube and subscribe to the show. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Five stars only. Don't be a hater. Although I want to point out this one Duke fan, as you guys can see on YouTube, I'm wearing my Carolina shirt. Heels are going to the Final Four. Roll the face of Duke Blue Devils for the first time ever in tournament history, the two teams playing each other, as I'm sure you can hear ad nauseum throughout the rest of the week. This guy left me a three-star review. He likes the show, but he's a Duke fan. He said, Duke fans are Panther fans too. And he got upset with me for saying how much I don't like Duke. He still likes the show. It's the rare three-star review. Typically, I get either five or one star Five stars, you love the show, you love me. One star, you hate the show, and you hate me, which is fine. You know, that's just how these things go. But the three-star review, it's just funny because he actually likes the show. He's just a Duke fan, and he wishes I would stop being mean to his team. Well, I'm not going to stop being mean to Duke. I hate Duke, and if you like Duke, well, you know, that's a character flaw on your own part, and I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings, but really, I'm not sorry, and grow up and, you know, maybe stop being so sensitive. Either way, you can also check us out on Spotify and all the other podcasting platforms out there and be sure to follow me on twitter at julian council where you can follow me for any panthers takes and anything going on and also if you have any objections feel free to tweet at me but also every single friday i have the weekly friday mailbag so follow me on twitter at julian council so you can either at me or dm me or leave a comment on any of the shows from monday through thursday of that week so i can answer your question for the weekly friday mailbag here on locked on panthers as you can hear my voice kind of it's wavering today. It's been a long weekend. It was way too active this weekend, so I'm going to power through it. I'm kind of tired as I'm recording this, but there is some things to talk about when it comes to your Carolina Panthers. As on Friday, Scott Fitter, the Carolina Panthers general manager, met with the media for the first time since the exit interviews following the Week 18 loss in Tampa, and he kind of gave us um, his thoughts post-free agency, even though it's still going on, but our attention is going to move towards the draft. As you saw this week, the Panthers' attention went to the quarterbacks in the draft class in Matt Corral of Ole Miss. They also checked out Kenny Pickett at Pitt and Malik Willis. They didn't go see Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, which was interesting, but Scott Ritter did let us know that he they had spent a lot of time with Ritter back at the Senior Bowl and at the Combine in Indianapolis, and they already kind of got a good look and read on who he is as a leader. And as a player, so they didn't feel the need to go, at least fitter and rule didn't feel the need to go up to Cincinnati last week to go check him out. The only piece of real news that came out from Friday was that the team plans the exercise fifth-year option on Brian Burns, which was a no-brainer as Burns comes off of his third season, his first season as a pro bowler. 
And he's clearly one of your leaders on defense and is one of the young emerging pass rushers in the National Football League. So that was one of the things I was talking about my checklist last week as we were updating it, that the Panthers need to check the box. They haven't done it yet. They're going to do it. It was always going to happen, just like last year with DJ Moore. Sometimes when you have like these things, we know they're going to happen eventually, but it made a ton of sense. Outside of that, just what he said, you know, that kind of stuck out, stood out to me was the whole Sam Darnold situation. When you're looking at the quarterback and he still said, Scott Fitter said the Panthers are going to look at every option that they need to stabilize the position. And currently Sam Darnold is in the lead at the quarterback role. Well, obviously the only two quarterbacks on the roster are him and PJ Walker. And as we've seen the last two seasons, PJ Walker is not a starter in the national football league. And the Panthers clearly don't value him over Sam Darnold, who they're going to be paying $18.858 million because of his fifth-year option that they decided to exercise without watching him play a single snap in a Carolinas Panthers black and blue. Whew, well, we can get over it. At least hopefully one day we can. But they're going to try and figure out every option. Cam Newton potentially could be an option. They said that door is still open. Scott Fitter has not spoken to Cam, but Matt Rule has talked to Cam and had a good conversation and the door's open for Cam to return, but it has to be the right situation for the team and for Cam. And going later on in his press conference when he's talking about the quarterback role, that whoever comes in will get an opportunity to compete and to start. I just really wonder how honest and how earnest of an opportunity the Panthers are going to give Cam Newton to be a starter when we saw last week or last year in the final two weeks of the season when Sam Darnold was healthy again, that he got to start in New Orleans and in Tampa Bay. And the Panthers clearly valued him more as a starter than they do Cam Newton, who they signed off the street when Sam went down. And it was an awesome 10 days. But after that, things kind of went south. And there's a built-in reason why Cam didn't perform at the level that we used to see, or at least perform the way he played during the 2020 season in New England when he was a starter. Didn't have a full offseason program with the Carolina Panthers. They fired Joe Brady after one week of him being, like maybe one or two weeks of him being, like right after the bye week, when you would have thought Cam would have spent a lot of time with him. He spent a lot of time with the quarterback coach, Sean Ryan. But Cam just came in a situation where he was trying to learn the offense, and it's not like you can expect a ton. Although, like, that first game against Washington made you think that, hey, this might be Cam 2.0 coming back here, saving the Panthers, and maybe he can get a second act and actually be the starting quarterback. I don't know what's going to happen with that Cam Newton situation. I do want to talk about it further here in a few minutes, but we'll table that for a second. Stephon Gilmore. He also could potentially come back here to Carolina. His name has been linked to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders as options, two teams that are going to be aggressive and are going to be playoff contenders next year as Kansas City moving forward for the next 15 years with Patrick Mahomes are always going to be playoff and Super Bowl contenders. And that might be a spot that Stephon Gilmore wants to go to. But bringing back guys like Dante Jackson is allowed the Panthers to be able to not to worry too much of whether they're able to bring back Stephon Gilmore. He's even brought up the depth that they have. And Fitter has said that overall, the roster is a much better place today than they were last season, that they haven't just taken one step closer to competing for the NFC South title. They've taken two steps closer to competing for the NFC South title. And I'm encouraged by what we see. He right now believes that, that being Scott Fitter, believes that the Carolina Panthers offensive line, which was a priority going into this offseason, is good enough right now to where he has five guys that they could start, which would mean Brady Christensen would likely start at left tackle. They have options going into the draft. And I've, I've said to y'all before, the Carolina Panthers philosophy, and this has been stated by Scott Fitter. I'm just stating what he said in the past. Their philosophy is to be, is to be able to have flexibility 
when heading into the draft. Now, they only have one pick in the first 100 picks. As we know, not having a day two pick currently, and I don't know if they're going to be able to get into that day two to the second or third round and be able to add more players. That's why they use free agency to add more depth at linebacker, which was crucial, to add more depth at safety, as we've seen Justin Burris get re-signed, along with Sean Chandler. And then, of course, signing Xavier Woods to be the starting free safety opposite of Jeremy Chin, which also allows Chin with guys like Burris back and Chandler back to play in the box at linebacker if they need him to do that. But they have more depth. And at the offensive line, they have more depth. And they would like to potentially add someone else. But when I'm looking at it, and I'm listening to what Scott Fitter is saying about how cost-effective it is to have a rookie quarterback and that contract and how drafting and developing a rookie quarterback is likely the best way to go about it. And, yeah, we know they went after Deshaun Watson, and maybe it would have been prohibitive um, in terms of having to build a team. But he did say that they were uh, they were operating outside of the Deshaun Watson trade, but they were still going to sign a lot of these players. I know a big por portion of y'all were concerned of, oh, well, we give up all these picks. Like, will we have the space to sign offensive linemen? Apparently, Bradley Bozeman and Austin Corbett and all these other guys were going to be Carolina Panthers, whether Deshaun Watson was coming here or not. So, and then they didn't give up any pick or they didn't give up any players. So they would have been in a fine spot. But the Panthers still, as we know, need to find a quarterback. And currently, Sam Donald's in the lead. But the more and the closer we get to the draft next week, and the more I hear and you look at the available options that are out there, it feels like the Carolina Panthers are absolutely not not I'm not gonna say, let's not say absolute it's not speaking absolutes but it really feels like we're getting closer to them potentially taking a quarterback at six he does not want to play his hand and Scott Fitter was asked about it plenty of times of hey what do you think about these guys where would you rank these quarterbacks to last year's class where you know they decided weeks prior to the draft to get Sam Darnold which let you know right then and there that they were not going to take a quarterback unless you didn't want to listen, which a lot of people didn't want to listen and they got upset on draft night when they didn't take Mac Jones and Justin Fields, even though the Panthers told you five weeks prior to the draft that they did not want to take any of these quarterbacks and they were going to gamble on the young quarterback in Sam Darnold who struggled in New York and thinking that a change of scenery might help things. But currently they have not done that. They have not added a veteran. It could come. It could be Cam Newton. It could be Andy Dalton. It could be someone else. But they have not done that. And the fact that they have not added anyone, and Scott Fitterer has said that they are looking to add competition to that room, it's really making it feel like they want to take a quarterback there at six. He said prior to, to, this, to the conversation on Friday with the media, he said back in exit interviews, that's the time to take a swing. And I'm starting to think that Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Desmond Murder, one of those guys, and I think it would either be Pickett or Willis, that one of those guys – has really led the Panthers to believe that they could be the right pick at six. I think that's what they're leaning on doing right now. Yeah, they would love to take a left tackle or an edge rusher, but knowing that they feel pretty good at on the offensive line and they'd like to have more depth if possible. And at the edge, they're banking on Frankie Louvu, Marquise Haynes to step in for Hassan Reddick, and they'd still maybe like to add another body. That could be, an ex he said, a significant upgrade for them. But it still feels like to me when you just read between the lines and try and I know he's got a good poker face. Just looking at this roster right now. That quarterback at six might be even more of a possibility than it was a couple of weeks ago, especially knowing that the Panthers have yet to add another player to that group. And it might not happen. Now, Cam Newton, though, someone that we all love or maybe you don't like Cam for whatever reason, which would be insane to me if you don't like Cam Newton, if you're a Carolina Panther fan. 
Could Cam actually come back to Carolina? We'll talk about the possibility of that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. It's almost the month of April, and this is the time of the year where all of us have pretty much given up on all our New Year's resolutions, but not this year. Let's stick to our resolution of eating right, and thanks to Built Bar, it almost feels like we don't have a resolution because we actually enjoy eating them. Have you all tried the Built Bar Puffs yet? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars ever. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Matter of fact, all built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included. That's 100% real chocolate on every single built bar. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better tasting and they're better for you. So go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. By the way, I almost forgot to tell you guys that today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online as you cover this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And will Cam Newton, Cameron Jarrell Newton, get an opportunity to start here in Carolina next season in a potential competition with Sam Darnold? And I don't know, maybe PJ Walker gets a look. I, I doubt it. But what is it? I mean, what are the odds that Cam Newton comes back here to Carolina next season? As Scott Fitterer said on Friday when speaking to the media um, in his kind of post-free agency press conference, even though they're still possibly going to make some moves and a move like with Stephon Gilmore, Cam Newton would not spell the end of free agency, but it would stay how it's still going on. But I don't know. It's not it really doesn't matter. Um, either way, you know, how likely is it that Cam comes back to Carolina next season? I, I don't know. I, I've never, I haven't felt like it's a great possibility that's going to happen. Just thinking of Cam saying after last season that, hey, you know, I'm not going to come back for no five and 12. He enjoyed coming back here to Carolina, but he wants to win. He's always wanted to win. And we've seen that throughout his first nine seasons here in Carolina before going to New England after being unceremoniously cut and then coming back. How I'm sure it's weighed on him that he has not been able to win a game as a starting quarterback, as the starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers since whew, the 2018 season. And it's not all on him. As we've seen just with the injuries that are around him, his own injuries, it's just been unfortunate how things have played out for Cam toward the end of his career here in Carolina, at least the first time around. And even when he came back here and he looked fantastic against Washington, I mean, Arizona, the first two touches were something right out of Hollywood, the two touchdowns that he scored and screaming out that I'm, I'm back and how excited the fans were to have Cam back here in Carolina. And I was right there with y'all. I never thought we'd see Cam Newton come back to Carolina. I thought that that, 
door was was had been closed for good and that they had burned that bridge and that he would never come back here but he loves this city so much loves his fan base so much that he was willing to put aside what happened in the past and come back and play for this team it's interesting to me that matt rule has spoken to cam and that scott fitter hasn't as we try to figure out just how closely aligned these two guys are when i just think about the six pick and if they want to take a quarterback that's just going to show you that, hey, we're not necessarily like, yeah, we think we're closer to competing next season and the roster's in a better sp a spot, but we're not going to make any moves at quarterback that are going to ensure that Matt Rule comes back next season. Scott Fitterer, for his own sake, needs to be able to identify a long-term quarterback fit for his own longevity here in Carolina because if he is not able to do that as a general manager, then he will not have this job for a very long time. I think he's not going anywhere no matter what currently. Matt Rule, though, he's on the hot seat and you know, would bring back Cam make a lot more sense for Matt Rule than it would for Scott Fitterer. And that's what's interesting to me that it's Rule, not Fitterer, that has sat down and talked to Cam. Now, Fitterer has, of course, he spoke to Cam, I think, back as the season ended with exit interviews, and they let him know what the role that they want to give him. And I don't know what that role is. If it's a backup, I don't think Cam wants to have any interest in that. If it's a real opportunity to be the starting quarterback here in Carolina, I kind of feel like the deal would already be done, right? Huh? I mean, because like, seriously, knowing how much Cam loves this place and just looking at the openings or lack thereof at quarterback in the NFL, doesn't it feel like if the Panthers wanted Cam to actually compete for the starting job that he would have already agreed to terms? Yeah, maybe it could be financial that he wants a certain amount of money and he, they probably gave more money last year than they should have given him for a guy coming in to be the starter for a couple weeks and really didn't know what you're going to get out of him. And it didn't lead to what we hoped it would lead to um, towards the end of the season as being a team that could still make a playoff push without Darnold and even with the injuries and all the other deficiency the deficiencies that we see on the roster. I'm just looking at the situation and with Cam, it just kind of seems pretty cut and dry. Like if, and it might be more nuanced than that. And I think everything always is more nuanced than kind of the way we look at things just being black and white out here as we talk about the Panthers and just maybe on Twitter and all the other, you know, other spots that we have these conversations but just for me, it like they were giving him an opportunity to starter. I feel like he already would have said, "Yeah, okay, I'm back in." The fact that he's not here and that the door's still open. I know Cam wants to weigh his own his own options, and maybe he's fine with just being a backup. He wants to go somewhere as a backup and and win. But I just look thinking about who Cam Newton is and what we've seen from him. I have a hard time believing that Cam's just cool just being a backup even if it's just for a winning team. Like, if it's for a winning team, I guess he'll do it. But he's not going to be a backup here in Carolina. If he's getting an actual real opportunity to start, I, I think that he would already be back here with the Carolina Panthers. So what's the likelihood of it of it happening? Just based off of that, it doesn't seem high, but maybe it is. We'll see what the, op what the Panthers do heading into the draft at six. Because if, if they go with a the quarterback, then, well, he's not coming back. If they don't, then, hey, maybe, maybe there is an opportunity for Cam Newton to come back here in Carolina next season. I'm not quite sure how high it is right now, but we will see how it all plays out here in the coming in the coming weeks as we're only what four weeks away from the NFL draft down in Las Vegas. Ready to get that over with. Let's go ahead and figure out what happens that six pick and see if uh they indeed indeed want to take a quarterback there with the six pick. All right, gonna take another quick pause. The Vegas win total odds came out this past week, and unfortunately, Carolina Panther. Ran himself into a little bit of trouble this past week. And what kind of impact could that have on the roster moving forward? We'll get into all that here in just a moment. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because, well, they sent me a free package of their AG1 product. And since then, I've 
Try to live even a healthier lifestyle. So what's in this stuff? One delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. AG1 and Athletic Greens, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat paleo, keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Also, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and all sorts of health experts, health experts all over the globe. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Take your ownership of over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, apparently it's that time of the year where Las Vegas is putting out the NFL win totals post-free agency and currently the Carolina Panthers have a six and a half over under win total in Vegas. And I don't really necessarily, I don't know how I feel about it. To be honest with you, all six and a half. I, I forget what it was last year. Should have looked this up probably before recording the show. But as we know, coming off a five and 12 season prior to that five and 11 season, you hope the Panthers can go up and seven wins would be nice next year. But would it really be nice? Because it would likely mean yet again, that's another double digit losing season. It likely mean yet again the Carolina Panthers will not be a playoff team, and it would spell the end for Matt Rule. So just looking at Vegas and their expectations of the Carolina Panthers, their expectation is the Panthers are going to lose double-digit games again and that Matt Rule will lose his job. When I just look at the roster and what they've done, the offensive line is miles better than what was last year, and that's hopefully hoping that the guys that they signed, like Corbett and like Bradley Bozeman, and then if they want to incorporate Brady Christensen as left tackle and even Pat Elfine, if he's going to start at center, that they play better than they did last year and that they meet the expectations that have been set upon them by Scott Fitterer, who believes that this is going to be a good offensive line. He's excited about where these guys are, and especially up the middle where you saw constantly last year, whether it was Pat Elfline or Dennis Daly or John Miller, that there was always pressure. And even Matt Paris at center before he went down, there was always pressure in the quarterback's face, whether it was Sam Donald or Cam Newton sitting there in the pocket. And that's just something that cannot happen for whoever is under center for the Carolina Panthers here in 2022. So the offensive line is better. You have hopefully Christian McCaffrey back healthy this season. You have DJ Moore, who's just got the extension. The rest of the wide receiver group, we'll see what we get out of Robbie Anderson. It's going to really depend upon quarterback play more than anything. As we saw, he was great with Teddy Bridgewater, who a lot of fans didn't like. And yes, he didn't go down the field and win or tie the game over eight in those situations in 2020. He doesn't have the biggest arm and you can't stretch the field, which was the reason why they brought in Sam Darnold. And we only saw it for one week. And then we saw way more turnovers and mistakes of Darnold than we ever saw with Teddy Bridgewater. But quarterback is going to really play a major role in whether Robbie Anderson has a bounce back here and what we get out of Terrace Marshall. But overall, the offense, 
Like, I think everything around a quarterback has, for the most part, gotten better, especially the one carry the offensive line. Defensively, they plugged holes with the departing players and have their core foundation. I still think the defense is going to be really good. Special teams, you have a four-time All-Pro punter now. And got Zane Gonzalez back. You have a new special teams coordinator, Chris Tabor. The Panthers, like Scott Fitter said, are a better roster than they were last season. The six and a half, to me, totally hinges upon who the quarterbacks going to be for the Carolina Panthers. If it's a rookie, I don't think that that number is going to change very much, if at all. I would still think the same expectations. But as I said to y'all last year, I was someone who, with no faith in Sam Darnold or really the offensive line, still thought this team was going to win eight games and go eight and nine. We didn't even get to that point. Now the offensive line's better. Hopefully McCaffrey is going to be healthy. We saw how good the defense was and have a lot of those core players back. Why would I not feel the same way this year? So for me, I'm going to take the over currently. We'll see. They've done more to help out Sam Darnold. Scott Federer said that they had to find a way to help him out or whoever's going to be back there, but especially helping him out. And they want to help get him along to that situation to where he can be a good player for them. Now they're going to explore every option as I mentioned. And as he mentioned on Friday, and we'll see who that player might be. And we've talked about all the options and we'll continue to talk about the options just six and a half. I don't know how, I don't know how confident y'all are, but maybe you should get in on that action and see how that plays out. Now we'll also have to see how it plays out for shy Smith, who apparently on Friday, as I saw reports was, arrested for unlawful carrying of a handgun and speeding 16 to 24 miles per hour over the limit and also got popped with drug possession. The Panthers sent out a statement saying this pending legal matter. Uh, they said this is a pending legal matter and there will be no further comment at this time and not a good situation for Shai Smith. Um, coming out of South Carolina last year, had a really good year in that pandemic season where the Gamecocks weren't great at all. Him and Kevin Harris are the only positive things about that team that season. He really helped himself get drafted and I thought that he showed some signs later on the season I think especially um that game who was it against Atlanta I want to say when he had the long reception um from Sam Darnold maybe yeah I think it was Atlanta so he showed some signs and I liked the potential of Shai Smith moving forward now with this man he, and anytime you have gun possession and drug chart in the drunk drug possession it's not you don't know how it's going to go. We'll see. I'm sure he's going to try and get the best legal team behind him. I don't know what his future is here in Carolina. Not a legal expert, as I've mentioned plenty of times as we talk about the Deshaun Watson stuff. And it seems like, hell, covering the NFL, you need to be nowadays of all the things that we got to talk about on top of just the football side of things. But for Shai Smith, not a good look for him. Um, not great news for the Carolina Panthers to have another player. I know they knew about the Ian Thomas thing that happened, I think, a year ago. They were aware of that. And I don't think it's as big. It's obviously not as big of a deal. Um, as this is with Shai Smith, just not quite sure. Just reading what I've read and what y'all have also seen is Shai Smith will play for the Panthers anytime soon. It's not like he was a top uh, first round or second round draft pick later round guy. Those are always kind of guys teams aren't worried about cutting bait with just knowing that, Hey, they can get another bite of the apple. Now the Panthers don't have a ton of draft picks. You'd hate to lose someone like that in your wide receiver room has who has potential for you. Just don't know what the future is going to be for Shai Smith. So best of luck to him and uh, his family as they hope to get that sorted out. And I know the Panthers also would love to get that sorted out as they can figure out whether he will be here and if they need to go find other receivers either the next couple of weeks or in the draft in April. All right, that's going to wrap it up for me here on this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Again, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, host as always, Julie Council. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. You can also check us out on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Also check us out on Spotify and all the other podcasting platforms out there. And be sure to follow me on Twitter 
at Julian Council or every single Friday. Answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council or leave a comment on any of those that week's show on YouTube and I will get to it on Friday. In the meantime, be safe, keep pounding, and I will talk to you all on Tuesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.